Sustainable sobriety is here. You can create predictable and consistent results in your alcohol-free journey without abstaining from alcohol the entire time. I always say that taking your last sip of alcohol isn't necessarily always the first step for success. You want to eliminate your desire for alcohol, not just simply not drink. Keep the needle moving forward in your journey, in your transformation, no matter if you do drink or you don't drink. The trap of stopping and starting in moderation is really what always keeps you stuck, but you can embrace an opportunity to move forward without the burden of counting days, and it is all available to you in the Sustainable Sobriety course on my website. Follow the link. I will see you there and I will walk you through step by step. This is the most affordable and efficient way to get from where you are to where you want to go, where the desire to drink truly is a thing of the past. I will see you there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners, wherever you are. I hope you are taking good care of yourself. I hope you've been enjoying the show. I am just always thinking about you. I know I tell you that, but I'm like going on walks, <laughs> recording, talking to myself in the woods, recording little notes for podcasts. I have so much to share with you. And I have a really exciting new um, free offer that I'm creating. I can't wait to get it out to you. And it will be a podcast episode in a couple of weeks, all about natural sobriety, being naturally sober. So I just want to kind of plant that seed because. Um, I don't often use the words sobriety and recovery because they have such a connotation, but I'm really interested in redefining our experience on the other side of alcohol, not having to define ourselves as something else. And when we look at the definition of that, of sobriety, it is just our natural state, right? You're not just sober because you have had a drink before. You're sober because you're not under the influence of alcohol. So that's many, many people. And when we tap into that natural essence of who we are, it's such a beautiful place that can be so enjoyable to be in the body. And that's really what my program is all about. So I'm really inspired. But today I wanted to talk to you about creativity and sobriety or creativity and living an alcohol-free life. Um, I think one of the greatest gifts that my, my journey on the other side of alcohol has brought me is just that is, um, has really opened up. I mean, I would say I've always been a creative person. I've always been interested in creative pursuits, but I really, um, it's just opened up such a wellspring of creativity and cognitive 
my cognitive abilities um, in a way that I don't even know if it was as accessible to me, um, you know, before even in my earlier drinking years when they it might things might not have been quite as intense. Although I feel like in retrospect it was <laughs> pretty intense the whole time, but you know, where I wasn't really like a daily drinker, although I might like binge drink or drink often. I don't, there was, there were definitely points earlier on in my, you know, early twenties, I think, and probably even in my thirties, I wasn't drinking like every single day. Um, but being, um, older and, and having this kind of awakening of knowing that I didn't want to, that there was so much that it was limiting me from that when I was like, when alcohol was removed, it was like this geyser, <laughs> you know, of creative passion and pursuit. And that doesn't necessarily happen for everyone. I mean, for me, it did. It was like, my brain was so excited to start fully functioning in a cognitive level. And I just, I'm just so, it blows my mind sometimes the, um, in, in, you know, it's the same thing as like ener energy in motion or a body in motion stays in motion. So the more you use it, the, 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 the more it builds, right? It's like, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. I'm always shocked at like the amount of content I'm able to create and the new ideas that I have even around the same topic in the same lens and how it's just a constant evolution. And even in other, you know, creative pursuits of dance and movement and connection to nature and sisterhood and that just, you know, I, I, you just don't have full access to, but oftentimes there's this void on the other side of like when you're in alcohol and you have the alcohol brain, which is really how I want you to think about it. And I'll talk more about this in the naturally sober um, episode, but it's like you have your alcohol brain, which was a, a learned behavior. It's not you, um, just like any other conditioning or any other learning. And I think I've talked about this so much where we've all been there, where we've, there's been something we've been kind of indoctrinated into. And then we realize, oh, like, that's not really for me. It could be your parenting style. It could be your beliefs about politics or religion or education. Um, and this alcohol is really no different. It really is an institution. The biggest difference is the chemical that is added to it, right? So there's, I always say that there's two layers to alcohol. There's first the chemical, which that piece of it can go away really easy, but the bigger, it's like, that's the behavior. And this is what the, my book is all about, is about the intersection between belief and behavior and how when we have those two combined, um, especially with the presence of an addictive neurotoxin, um, it makes it that much more challenging, right? But when you know that and you have the awareness, which is the, the first shift of the five shifts method is awareness moving from avoidance um, to awareness. And you have to look at it for what it is, right? You have to accept that that is what it is, that it's an addictive neurotoxin, like point, just like, that's all. Um, like you didn't do, you had nothing to do with that. Right. It's like you, the same was like, you had nothing to do with your, um, your creation, you know, the creation of you and your body, um, as a human, you had nothing to do with that. And it's like, there's a place where we have to accept like our traits and how we show up and honor and love our differences and, and those kinds of things. And it's the same with just facts of life. Like we can accept them and then we can decide what we want to do with that information. Um, so, you know, there, I kind of find in our modern world, like we are, we're so inspired by creativity. I, the, one of the 
the coolest things of social media. I am not a social media person, but the coolest part of social media is it's just given people an opportunity to express creativity in a way that I don't think they would have because there's like this external validation. It's like, ooh, I want to show people this. Like, I wish that I like wanted to do it more and had more time because we're doing really cool fun shit, especially like getting Matthew on video. Like he's just always doing the most inspiring, cool things. And um, together we call ourselves ideas and abilities. And um, yeah, there's just so much to share, but it just like doesn't always go along with, you know, being present in the moment. So anyway, but it's like, when you give people the right circumstances, like when there's a, when we foster in an environment to be more creative, it's like you have, I do believe you have to create a specific environment that being in your mind and your body to, to have this natural process of exploration. Right. And that's also what the one-on-one coaching container also does is it gives you this, this, um, this space, this un non-judgmental free space to just explore concepts and new ideas and and who you are but it also gives you the opportunity to make that a priority so when we look at the kind of um the box <laughs> the box of success right the box of achievement of going from a to you know school to family, to house, to career, to retirement, to dead. Um, there isn't always a lot of room for creativity when we kind of follow just the the system that's been laid out um, for us. You know, just the the basic kind of social structure of culture um, in the Western world, especially. And I mean, there is room for creativity in there, but you have to intentionally do it right and and even more music and the arts are like the first things and even sports are the first things that get cut when it comes to budgeting and fun you know funding and um so and creativity comes in so many forms right it doesn't have to be art or music like i didn't i wouldn't say i grew up in a particularly like creative household although my mother was always an you know an entrepreneurial spirit And, um, she liked to, you know, like redecorate our home or like move things around. And we definitely like listened to music a lot. Um, but there wasn't a lot of particularly like art or making like, like actual, like creative art projects. And so it was something I always really desired. And one of the first things that I started doing, this was actually even before, um, I ever stopped drinking, but it was a a partner that I was with who was also extremely creative, very artistic. And one of the first things I started doing in my own creative journey, because I was never a sports person, um, was A, my yoga practice. My yoga practice is very creative for me. My movement practice is very creative and it kind of gets those juices flowing, but was jewelry making. Um, And it was just like a small scale just for me. But I remember like wearing my first pair of earrings I ever made. And I was actually worked at this little very briefly, we weren't there long. We lived, this other guy I was with, we lived in Colorado b- briefly and I had given uh, the shop that I, w- I taught yoga at this little studio that was brand new. And they displayed like some of my earrings, like I put them on a little, you know, note card or whatever, and someone bought them. And I was so blown away by the fact that I could make something and someone would buy this like pair of earrings. It was such a fun, creative process for me. Um, so when it comes to 
how we use our time. And there's no rush for this, right? Like the first piece is to go into the body, to get to know yourself. But inside of that getting to know yourself, it's like, what is my natural preference? So you're going, creativity is a requirement, I would say, for living a deprivation sober deprivation free alcohol free life right like if you just kind of go back to you know and everyone's different but if it's like life was kind of humdrum and there wasn't anything that felt inspiring or motivating or you weren't really necessarily out connecting with nature and there's like you know you're just kind of hanging out like it's going to be challenging to just not drink right because i'm not saying that you should just like not be able to sit either, right? There is this, there is also a deep creativity with just being and being in the practice of presence. Um, but things look different, right? Like the way, um, I remember, I'll never forget one of the first people I coached had told me she felt like she was aging backwards. It was just, and this is just a little example of creativity. It's like the way you start utilizing self-care, things that maybe you did when you were younger, or maybe you haven't done in a long time. And it was like, doing her nighttime routine with her face masks and doing pedicures and body massages. And like that for her was like this more creative process, right? So creativity comes in many, many forms, but you have to stretch your mind a little bit. You have to engage in new things, not as a distraction, but as an opportunity to say like, well, I'm not just going to go from just not drinking and I've been just like hanging out, binging on Netflix to just not binging on Netflix. Like that probably won't. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there's like, it might not be what you were looking for. Right. And that is the process of going beyond alcohol is it's like, how do you want to engage in your life? And even going out, um, like I encourage people to self step into a new self-concept of like wearing something that you wouldn't normally wear. Um, going to a place that you normally wouldn't go to and having fun accessorizing and really, really stretching your mind to do something new, even in the same environments, right? Like even if you are binging on Netflix, right? Can you make a game of it? Can you do something different? Because when you just remove alcohol. I mean, life is amazing. Things feel really, really good. And you are going to naturally want to do something different. But taking a little bit more effort and energy sometimes is required for you to connect to that other part of your life that you may not have even ever connected to beforehand. And so I'm not saying that you have to like go take you you have to like the only way to eliminate your desire to drink is like to take an art class. I'm not saying that at all, but I think it's the way in which you show up to the things that you're already doing and that is part of the second shift in the in my method which is moving from confusion and conformity to creativity, right? Like how do you bring creativity into, you know, if you've been hanging out with like a group of women for a long time and you guys usually get together and just like drink wine, like what is a way that you can show up for creativity? Um, one of the things I've sent some of my clients or, or recommended to them in the past is um, um, 
something called connection cards. And they, a lot of people make these in different ways, but there's a woman locally in Portland that I know that made a deck of connection cards. Her name's Marley Williams. Shout out to Marley Williams. Props here on the show. I should have her on the show. Um, anyway, she's amazing. But we started incorporating that during our dinner ritual where we would pull a connection card. I also will bring them out. It's such a great way to break the ice with people to create a sense of um, ritual and like setting a sentiment and a celebration where everyone like just wants to rush off to eat. Or it's like, why are we even here? Like, I, I this is something that bugs me about like the holidays. It's like everyone gets together. No one, we never acknowledge like actually the fact of why we're together. Like no one cares about the presence, like whatever. But like, can we just pause for a moment to acknowledge it? And those connection cards or just something like that as an offering is such a beautiful, creative way to bring a new sentiment into your life, right? Because you are a different version of yourself as your naturally sober self than you were as a baby naturally sober, right? Or as an eight-year-old or as a 15-year-old, right? Like you are a different version of yourself. And so we want to let that version of you shine. So my invitation to you this week is to look at, even ask yourself the question, what would my naturally sober self do? That's it. How would my naturally sober self show up? Now, not in light of not drinking, not in light of having been a drinker, but like if you just tap into this idea, and maybe you don't know, maybe you're like confused, but just stretch your brain a little bit to just come up with an answer, right? So it's like, my naturally sober self would be so excited just to go and um, see my friends that I haven't seen in a really long time, right? Like I, um, this is like part of my naturally sober self, not because of, not in light of alcohol, but because I'm naturally sober now and it's fucking awesome. Um, and that's like the version of me that's always shining. And so um, we've been on, you know, I've talked to you guys about the house and all the things and like, it's been back to back to back to back nonstop. And it's also summer if you're listening to this in a different time. And like Emma got out of school, we left to put the house on the market. So we didn't have to be here. And then we went on a camping trip and then like even just packing sometimes to go for the day. Like we live in a beautiful place and, um, there's this lake that we like to go to and our friends are in town. So just even packing the bags for like a, a whole day out, right? And then you have to unpack and all the things. Not a problem. Like I always say, if that's the worst thing that happens to me, I'm doing amazing. But I was, I've been exhausted because we've been living out of suitcases like in the house. So I was like, and then I had a date, a date with someone I haven't seen in a really long time. And I wanted to connect with her and her, her, her little kids. And I said to Matthew, I was like about to like kind of complain about like, oh my God, all the things. And then I was like, it's just nonstop fun, like nonstop fun. I'll fucking sleep when I'm dead. Right. Like that is, you got to decide because it's a choice. Like I was making a choice. I could have 100% not gone to do all the things. I loved it. I had so much fun. I was exhausted last night. This is what I did. I made the choice. So I'll just give you, this is where we, when we are naturally sober, where we can choose where we want to be creative. So I had these plans. Saturday with our friends that are in town for a short amount of time, Sunday with a girlfriend that I don't get to see often, and I don't even like get out that much either. So I was like, I'm doing this. 
And then um, my mother-in-law had invited us over for a Sunday night dinner and she lives like an hour away. So it's a thing. Well, Matthew really wanted to go and spend time with her and which is awesome. And I dropped Emmett off there and they were going to stay and then like go to work in summer camp in the morning. And I decided I didn't want to stay. Like I didn't want to stay and have dinner and then have to drive all the way back. Our dog is sick and get, um, get home like at nine. Like I knew I was going to have, you know, the unpacking and just getting ready for my work day. So I stopped, I stayed for a half hour. I wasn't even really that hungry. And I just made the decision, like no one cared. It wasn't a problem. Um, I expressed my needs and like, that is also part of being like your creativity and sobriety. It's like, how am I going to navigate these things? Right? So it's not just about making art or (laughs) dressing up or anything, but it's about stretching your brain to look at old problems, things that you thought just like the last week's episode that were quote unquote problems. Like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm so busy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, A, it's a choice. Like, do I don't really like the word busy because I feel like there's a lot of righteousness behind it, but it's like, do you like being busy? Like I kind of like being busy sometimes, right? If, if I want to define it in a certain way, but it's also a choice, right? So choose from your naturally sober self, choose the perspective that she would have, right? And for me, it was nonstop fun. And I just like felt so good last night. And so just decide while you're on the go and the kids have all this stuff to do and it's summertime and it's like unpacking and packing and things are a mess. You're having nonstop fun. Just decide that that's what it is. So this week, what would your naturally sober self say? What would your naturally sober self do? How would they be creative for this particular circumstance, right? What is the creative solution here? If you're bored, if you're lonely, right? So tap into your genius and that part of you that was born innately sober. That person still lives in there. Alcohol is just a learned behavior. And we can use your naturally sober self to trick your alcohol brain into like no longer desiring alcohol. I will talk to you next week. Have an amazing, amazing day. As much as I know you would love to, you cannot wish yourself alcohol free. You have to take action to do something different. So what I want you to do is head on over to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, where you can download the free training of the five shifts of intuitive drinking, along with a free guide of questions that you can ask yourself every single day. When you have an urge, when you have a craving, when you wake up in the morning, you can make it a ritual practice to start to observe yourself in a new way. And it will guide you through the process of learning to tap into your own deeper knowing so that you can develop a new relationship to yourself, which will in turn end your relationship to alcohol. MaryWagstaffCoach.com to register for the free on-demand training right now.